Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. This is Making Waves at Sea Level the podcast for those who shake things up in business and are focused on growth and success. My name is Tom Singer, and I have hosted this show now for eight years and over, gosh, about 735 or more episodes. And it is so much fun to get to interview business leaders, consultants, speakers, and really anybody who is either making waves in business or consulting and helping people really shake things up. And today, we're going to talk about a program called Bounce Back Leadership. And my guest is Brian Wagner. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to have you. I've known Brian for a couple of years through the National Speakers Association, and he's a really smart guy. He's a really nice guy. And what he does is he helps people see things they have never seen before. Now, you see, Brian went blind about 12 years ago, and now he says he sees more than he's ever seen before. He works as a speaker helping people see things, and he also works with the Ohio State School for the Blind, where he works with kids and really helps them both uh, throughout the year and in a summer work program to help them get through what they're struggling with. So not only has he been through all this, but he actually gives back and helps other people who are going through similar things. So Brian, what happened to you? How did you lose your sight? Um, I had what's called a cavern. I have a cavernous malformation. It's a tough word to say. Malformation, a calf mal, if you will, in my brainstem. And uh, there's actually three of them. I had one of them removed um, back in 2011 because I went blind, and they thought that moving removing that one would help me. And I, it did it, did it did help because in six months I did get part of my sight back, um, so I could see a little bit out of my left eye. Um, but my right eye, it, it's, uh, it doesn't operate on the same plane as my left eye. So that, that's what happened. I had a brain bleed is a, the short answer. <laughs> so what did you do before this happened? What was your career previous to 12 years ago? I was in IT sales. So I worked for IBM. Uh, I worked for other companies like IBM as well. So, um, that's what I did. That's, uh, that's how I made a living. Nice. And so when did you decide after going through all this that you were going to make this pivot to help others, both at the School for the Blind and as someone who goes into companies and association and speaks about what you've learned about about how to see more? Yeah, so that was a was a decision that I I'm, I made early on. Um, I, I knew I knew if I could get through being blind, I wanted to be able to help other people. If I can get through this, there's got to be something, some way for me to help other people. So I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, uh, didn't know how I was going to do that. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I didn't know if I was going to talk about how was how was I going to help people. Um, so it finally got to a point where um, I went from job, 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 and that's that's part of my story. Um, but then I finally decided that uh, enough is enough, and I needed I needed to to, to launch out. And to um, to do something with this, so I'm I'm a speaker, and I've joined the National Speakers Association, um, doing doing a lot with Toastmasters. Um, just uh, all that is um, has helped me to get to a point where I can serve other people. 
So you have this new program that we're going to talk about today called Bounce Back Leadership. And clearly, you've lived that. You've, you've had to bounce back because of, of what you've been through. So what is Bounce Back Leadership all about? Bounce Back Leadership is all about helping leaders that uh, have gone through a setback. It could be it could be a divorce. It could be um, a loss of a parent or loss of a, a spouse. It could be that they have a disability, whether it's uh, visible or invisible, um, or, or maybe they've received a diagnosis. Um, it just depends. Any kind of setback, um, to me, that, that is where I want to be, be able to help people from that point of view. And if they are struggling with their confidence, uh, that's even better. I'm not, I'm not better. That's even more important for me to be able to help them. So it's interesting because I think all people, leaders and, and others, I think everybody deals with something where they stumble, right? Whether it's a physical thing, whether it's a mental health crisis, uh, whether it's you know something that's gone on in their personal life. And yet we live in a society where people try to sort of, you know, say, oh, I'm just going to put that over there on a shelf. I'm going to I'm going to ignore it and move forward. What you went through wasn't something that you could ignore. It was obviously, you know, very life changing in that. So do you think that everybody has things they struggle with? And, and what do you say to those people who, who have things that they can put on the shelf and ignore? What do you say to them? Well, like I said, everybody has something. Um, I just happen to wear mine on my face. Because, uh, I have one eye open, one eye closed. Um, it didn't used to be that way. Um, my, my eyeballs don't go together, so I, I don't see well. Um, but if, for answer, to answer your question, I mean, really, I, I tell those people that are, that are um, wanting to ignore that. I mean, that, that's fine. They can they can certainly ignore that, and that's that's their prerogative. But I would say that if those people that are really wanting to know how to get through this, how to get through something that they're they're working on, um, there's a number of different steps that I have to help people from that point of view. So. It's really an 11-step process that, that helps people to get from a point of blindness to sight to vision. That's, uh, that's part of my program. So let's talk about some of those steps. 11 is probably more than we can cover in a 25-minute interview. But let's look at some of those steps that, that you help people with to get from that blindness, those blind spots, to really being able to see and move forward. What, what, what is, what is the, the umph of what you teach? Well, the, um, the, the the three main steps are awareness, acceptance, and then action. Um, so that's the three main, but, but then there's other ones that come after that um, we can talk more about. But that self-awareness is really a part of, um, uh, it's a part of the emotional intelligence or emotional quotient, if you will, where you begin to understand not only how you feel, but also how your actions are impacting other people. So that's the that's the first step is the awareness. So I, I want to talk about awareness because sometimes people aren't aware of the things that are holding them back, or or they or they intentionally ignore them. So how do we embrace awareness? Well, uh, <laughs> that's funny when you say the word embrace because that's actually my tagline for my company is to help people to embrace their own personal blindness to achieve a greater vision for their lives. And to drive better performance, um, <laughs> that's that's perfect. Um, but people people that don't see that um, don't don't have that awareness. They will be able to look at their, their lives and understand that are they getting what, what they want out of their life? Are they are they doing what they want to do? Are they performing how they like to perform? Are, are they 
showing up the way they want to show up? Are they, um, are they serving the way they want to serve? Uh, there's so many different aspects of, the, of their life they can look at. Um, so if they're able to look at their lives and to understand that, hey, you know, this isn't quite right. I, I'm not getting there. I, for whatever reason, I'm not able to, I'm not able to get the promotion. I'm not able to, to, uh, to have the relationship I want to have. I'm not able to, whatever the case may be. But if they can understand that and they, they understand that they're not getting what they want, then that's the awareness part. And that's really where we, we begin to have a conversation. So again, I think that this, this awareness piece is, is an interesting one because I've had my own struggles along the way. And, and sometimes I sort of intentionally ignored them and I was not aware they were there because of subconscious decisions to, oh, you know, we don't talk about those things or don't show weakness or, you know, you and I both work as speakers and there's a lot of people who, who go out there and just put themselves out there as look at how fancy and successful I am. And they never show any of their flaws and they start believing their own press, right? They start believing that their, their life is so perfect that they're just here to come down with tablets from the mountain. The problem is that catches up with people. So, so what do you do to help people get aware? I, mean, I ask them simple questions. I mean, there's, there's it really, it's, it's all about asking questions and curious questions. You know, it, it can be um, to, to help people understand what makes them unique. If, if they can understand what makes them unique, that's part of it. Um, how do you know what makes you unique? Well, talk about um, what's the, what's the biggest thing that happened? What's the hardest thing that, that you've ever experienced or you've had to get over or you've had to accept? Um, secondly, then the next question is, so how, how did you do that? And then the third question then is, okay, if you've done that, what can you do with that to make someone else's life better? If, if that, if you're able to have that conversation with people, that, that is really where it's at. So having those questions, uh, that you ask and uh, probing questions that, um, you're able to, 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 to just, understand, uh, understand people better. That's, that's really where uh, I see the most value come from the work that I do is to understand people better. So once they're aware of, of sort of these areas, the next thing is acceptance. Now I would imagine in your situation and the situation of a lot of people, the acceptance of the problem or the issue at hand is sometimes really hard. How do we get people to accept what they're facing, what their, what their weaknesses are, what their flaws are, what they struggle with? Yeah, for me, um, it came from humor, and uh, that's really where my acceptance came. I, I, I had friends that uh, would look um, the way I looked because I mean, uh, sometimes I look a little high um, <laughs> in the sky when I'm when I'm looking at somebody. And they would they would imitate me. Um, they would make fun of me. Um, it, that was my kind of friends. Um, but I also had another uh, another uh, person that. Uh, Help me to, to, to be able to have laugh, laughter, um, and have that acceptance when I said, well, what's what I asked her, her what her name was. And she said, my name's Sarah. And, uh, she said, I said, well, is that with an H or no? And she said, oh no, we don't waste our ink on an H. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it mistakenly, she asked my name and she said, what's your name? I said, well, so well, my name's Brian. And then I looked her straight in the face and I said, that's with one eye. <laughs> and she loved it but that helped me to to accept who i was 
to accept who I am, to accept what I have. And I think other people can do the same thing if they accept who they are. So I know that that's something in my own, my own struggles along the way, like just accepting the fact that, hey, I'm human and I'm going through something, you know, was hard because I, I, I'm of a generation, we're about the same age, where, you know, you, you, you didn't show the, the warts, you didn't show the flaws, you, you hid them and you went to work and you put on work person face and you had to be, you know, any struggles you had had to be left at the door. And so that was really hard for me. And when I, when I started to accept, oh yeah, you know, I'm going through a rough time and that's just what people go through. Uh, it was really helpful. But again, it was hard for me to get there. So I think I, I understand that's probably one of the harder steps in your program is getting people to fully embrace that acceptance. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that is one of the hardest parts. All right. And the last one that you said of, of the three you gave us was action. Now, obviously, anytime we can take action as a leader, that's a good thing. And uh, I always say that, you know, having some momentum it's easier to change direction. Even if the action isn't the entirely correct action, having momentum gives you the ability to shift where if you're at a dead stop and you're paralyzed in, in a standstill situation, it's harder to get the, the, the movement going. So what do you talk to people about action when it comes to your program? So, I mean, that's a perfect segue for, for what I'm doing right now. Um, I used to have one program where I talked to people about uh, if you could see what I see and I'd help people to understand that you know, how important that is. But I, I got to a point where I understood that that wasn't serving people as well as it possibly could. So I took action myself and I went out and I searched um, for different um, avenues to have conversations. What, what made the most sense to people? Where was this, um, where was this uh, leading me and leading other people? So that's why I created the, the other product and the program you, you'd uh, mentioned here with um, Bounce Back Leadership. I, that action of that, that taking that action and making sure that I, I launched that product really uh, allowed me to continue to grow because there are so many people out there that don't continue to grow. Um, and growth comes from action, whether it's wrong or right. Um, you need to understand that, that taking action really is, um, is what sets you up for success. Nice. All right. I've got more questions and I want to dive into some of the ways that leaders bounce back and some of the things that you've seen out there and people who've been able to, to overcome their, their, their issues that they have to bounce back from. But first I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves in business like Brian Wagner. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that many of you do, Jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this program. All right. So, Brian, let's talk about ways that leaders can bounce back. Let's, let's dive into what you've seen in, in the work that you've done and people you've worked with. What are some ways people can bounce back? Well, I think the, the first way that people can bounce back is to, to have more confidence uh, and to really understand that um, – Yes, sometimes they make the wrong decisions, but they're still able to to have that confidence that uh, that they're doing the best that they can. And uh, even even if the, sometimes they make mistakes, they own up to them. Um, and then owning up to them 
allows other people to see that, allows other people to understand that, hey, you can make mistakes, you can do things, but you also still have that confidence to be able to go forward. So confidence is the first first uh, first um, trait, I would say, that we work on. So when we think of leaders, we, we, we think that they have confidence, but I've, I've seen a lot of leaders who, who, don't, who don't have it. So how do we get to that level of confidence? Uh, yeah, so again, we, we go back to, uh, to where we started with action, taking action. That leads to confidence. Um, that, that is one of the best things that uh, we can do. And uh, to understand, it, it feels, feels like we're, uh, we're going in a circle here. We are. So it's confidence, action, and then mistakes or excess, and then the confidence, actions. That's really where, where I think we need to understand that leaders can go to, to really embrace um, success or embrace, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but I mean, there, there's so much that the, the leaders can do from that point of view. So I want to get a little personal here. I imagine losing your sight was a big whack to confidence 12 years ago. So how did you handle that? Well, um, I uh, really was dealt a blow. I mean, obviously, I mean, it was, it was, as you can imagine, you know, having two-sided two eyes, you know, you could see normally. Like you can see right now. You, you, I'm sure you take it for granted because you can see, but I can't. So my, where I started and where I had that conversation with my, with myself was, um, came from a friend. I mean, there, there are lots of friends and lots of people that have helped me to be able to, to, to do something. I, I couldn't do this on my own. Um, certainly could not do this on my own. So I surrounded my people with, was surrounded myself with people that could help me to take action. Um, sometimes they drove me. I, I actually don't drive right now. Um, because I'm, I'm not able to, um, to do that safely. So taking action, doing something, getting to understand myself better is really where I started to, 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 to have that self-awareness, to have that, um, success, to have that more, um, I don't know. Um, but that's really where it started was taking action. So I imagine, you know, sometimes the most resilient amongst us are kids. I imagine working with the Ohio State School for the Blind and, and working with these kids, I bet you see a lot of resilience and a lot of ability to bounce back because I think kids sometimes do a better job than, than we adults do, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's kids there, 60% of the kids that the School for the Blind have issues beyond just visual impairments. So they're not all, all blind. Um, that's the first thing I, mean, I didn't know. Um, but to see them, to see how they, um, how they handle their lives and how they, um, how they're a success. Uh, it, it's very inspirational. I, I can't tell you how much it means to me to be, to be with those kids because they have that, um, that ability to, to navigate where you, you don't, you don't expect them to be able to navigate you. You don't expect a, a totally blind person to be able to use a phone, <laughs> like a mobile, like a a, a a a smartphone. Like, how do they do that? It's amazing. It's amazing to see how they can interact and, and live in the world just like we do. They're normal people. And so we just need to understand that. 
So going back to the question that I had before about some of the ways that, that leaders bounce back, confidence was the first one. Is there something else? <clears throat> oh, confidence. Um, I mean, there, there's so much uh, there, confidence, action, um, success. I have six things that are, uh, that are part of it. So really what they are, are uh, confidence, confidence, and then um, what's the next thing? Um, oh, clarity. So having clarity, uh, understanding what it is you're talking about. So you, you have a confidence, confidence, clarity, and then you have um, influence, income, and impact. So in, in income doesn't mean that you need to have money coming from this, but you know, obviously we need, we need to have money um, in order to survive. But um, there's so much there that, that can be offered from those six things. Nice. So, Brian, when you look at this program that you're bringing to people and to organizations, what are the benefits that your program can bring? Why, why should someone hire Brian to come in and, and, and teach this to their team of leaders? Yeah. So, really, the main, main reason is for resilience. They don't have the resilience. But what does resilience mean? Resilience means retention. And you're able to retain those people. You're able to, to um, think of how those people can survive and thrive in your environment, in your company. And that is where you begin to have a much better understanding of, um, of how they can, um, they can do that and, and be successful. So, Brian, I call this show Making Waves at the Sea Level. As we wrap this up, what final advice do you wish that every leader out there knew when it comes to how to be resilient, how to bounce back, how to lead your people? What what haven't we covered that you're like, God, I wish everyone just knew this because I now can see it. Well, I think that the one thing that I would say is probably the most important thing is to understand how you don't need to give up on what you're working on. You don't need to give up on what you're doing. You don't need to. Um, you don't need to just throw in the towel. You can do this. You can do so much more than you think you can because you have so much more inside of you than what you think. So I had a daughter who told me how much I meant to her. You know, back when I had surgery, she told me. You know, she told me so much in a, in a letter that she wrote me about two months after my uh, surgery. And that letter enabled me to be able to do what I'm doing today. So you need to have a letter like that, or, or, or you need to have the ability to write a letter like that to someone else to, to encourage them, to give them that confidence as well. Because when you have confidence, that's one thing. But when you give confidence and you give encouragement to somebody else, that's magic. So I love what you said. You can do more than you think you can. I know, you know, through my own ups and downs, I know that sometimes you want to chuck in the towel. And I think that, you know, having that, you probably, everybody should write that down on a yellow sticky pad and just put it on their computer screen or on their wall. You can do more than you think you can, because that'll lead you to be able to bounce back like that. And, and how wonderful to have people around you who remind you of that type of thing. So that's, that, that's awesome advice. Hey, Brian Wagner, thank you so much for being a guest on Making Waves at Sea Level. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So if people want to find out more about you, maybe they want to hire you for an event, how do they find you? Um, you can find me at radicalvision.com. That's spelled A-R-A-D-I-C-A-L-V-I-S-I-O-N.com. 
um, or Brian at Radical Vision is my email address, or you can call me at 614-946-1635. Good. Go check them out at aradicalvision.com. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened to this podcast. Please subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast joy. Hey, go out there and make waves in business. And while you're doing that, have some fun along the way. But whatever it is you do, find a way to positively impact the people who you encounter today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.